Oh, I am a huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, because I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vapor Shades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. There's two ways to be able to get a hold of the show. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com, or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. So yesterday, I had my monthly, I don't know, stab in, per se, on on a mediocre time with Tom and Dan. Uh, A lot of people don't realize this, me, Daniel... And Tom, also known as Drunky when he was on Real Radio 104.1, we worked together for quite a long time. And I've been coming on their show, and like I said yesterday, they, they're they actually doing me a big-time favor by allowing me to come on their show once a month to be able to plug the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And I do see a big jump in downloads, streams, subscriptions right after I've been on their show and I was on there yesterday and we we had some really great conversation I think I was on maybe about 40 45 minutes but this is one of the conversations we got into and it's one of my biggest fears that's always been in the back of my mind I still have fears that I have a child with down who? in Fort Fort Myers. Oh yeah, he went down. Just letting you know, I had to pull this audio from their YouTube page, and I hate how I look when I do live interviews over like Zoom, and then I have to watch it on YouTube because I am hideous. I mean, I'm I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in my my life, but man, oh man, what happened? I mean, it, it sucks getting old, and I know that I'm not old, just turned 40, but goddamn, man, like, what happened? It is so weird looking at myself, and I, I know it, everybody likes to say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but I, the way my brain works, I'm like, ooh, how were you ever married to somebody as attractive as your ex-wife. It, it just blows my goddamn mind. Yeah, for oh, a real yeah. radio event. This was before Drunky or Tom yeah, was this on. This is when you were putting mm-hmm. down that Ford Oscar Mayer. <laughs> yeah, wing. so this is another thing that goes around perspective or reality. 
Tom and Dan always made the jokes, and the reason that they made these jokes is that right before, I think, my wedding, Russ gave me an opportunity to make some money, but we had to go out to a nudist colony that was an advertiser of the radio station, and I had to get nude in front of everybody. And, you know, back then, we didn't film a lot of stuff, but I always, I was like a method actor on the air. So I got completely nude. And I guess Tom Van Drunkie was telling everyone, oh, man, uh, uh, Tuttle's got a big hog. And I, I'm not saying that I'm bad, but, man, like, I, I got to tell you, listen, I'm definitely not complaining at all that Drunkie did. I actually, you want me to be honest? I probably should have, I should have scratched a check for a G-ball right on Drunkie's lap. I should have been, here, man. Because I got to tell you, there were so, because that was the running gag on the show. And like I said, look, I, I'm I'm above average, but not to the point that they were putting me over on my unit. Um, but I got to I got to thank you, Tom. I it, it wasn't until today. I've always appreciated you did that for me. But goddamn, man. You really blew me up there on that one. So it was the one time, because I am always OCD, I will not go without protection. And, you well, know, no, like... You always got you, your revolvers on you. Yes, but but I didn't I didn't at that time, and it was me. Because I, I went away with three random monster listen, listeners. It was another couple, and I'm in the back seat with the other one, and we're fooling around, and they're, like, egging her on, like, yeah, that's total, yeah. And I'm like, I'm a nobody, guys. I couldn't go into a lot of detail, but, yeah, that that's the God-honest truth. I went away with three other random people. Could have easily, like, murdered me sold my organs on the black market, whatever it may be. But yeah, I, I was in the backseat, in the middle of the backseat. The chick was straddling me while she had her hands down my pants and was kind of like masturbating me. Well, not master because that she was jacking me off basically, and and then I was down in her pants doing uh, the digital manipulation type deal. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of weird because the one girl in the passenger seat was watching, and the guy was driving, but they were like cheering everything on. And I'll get into it. I, I, I explain a little bit more, but I'll give you a little bit more of a graphic detail whenever I can stab in. And it was me and her on a blow-up single-bed mattress. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the most white trash sexual experiences that I have ever had because after I got done, um, hillbilly a, certain, a certain member of the show called me, Total, where are you at? And it's oh, more of yeah. a female voice, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of two. Yeah, right? yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. uh, Okay, but at but one I'm point there though, was crossover where you couldn't tell. Uh. I wish that I could get into detail about what happened the rest of that night, and I'm gonna I'm going to protect people's images. There's a lot of things that I saw, but I will tell you about how I was responsible to drive a monster member from Fort Myers back to Orlando because they didn't think that this person was capable of doing that. We're not talking about the same night of partying. We're talking about the next goddamn day, people. And if you don't hear me talk about it in the near future, if you could remind me, tell the story about driving a monster home from Fort Myers 
to Orlando. And by monster, I mean, that's what we called ourselves. We were the monsters in the morning. And the members were monsters. So I had to drive a radio show member when I worked in Orlando back from Fort Myers to Orlando. And I swear to God, I I will tell you the complete God honest truth. And you still will not believe it. I promise you that. Yeah, but but what I'm saying, though, is that I was always worried that I could get a phone call any day. But like, uh, you, uh, hey, guess what, Patrick? You are a father. And like, what am I going to do? I'm not moving down to Fort Myers. No, but I, re- I remember. That was so, I mean, the kids all would be almost 18 uh, now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like what uh, the kids would be like 12 uh, 13. So really, like maybe yeah. five years. I of mean, you missed all the hard parts. Now you get the fun stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's cool? Teach them how to fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. But what if, Take them out if, in your kayak if, and yell at people in the intercoastal. But what if I was that weird, awkward dad? Like he signs his like he he's like a great baseball player or a football player, and I'm like. I meet him when at one of his big media days, and I'm like, I'm your dad. Hey, help me out. Don't say you it know? like that. I, <laughs> I'm your dad. Well, help that's what it, Yeah, yeah. Seriously, guys, listening back to that, I have never acted a day in my life, but goddamn, that little thing that I did is every single dad, deadbeat dad, that went to the market to get cigarettes and never came back, and then they see that their son is famous. Yeah. Uh, that's how pathetic I am. I nailed that character. You, you would if if your kid ended up being famous. Yeah. You know, you you start show. You know, like yeah. You take his Olympic medals around to every Cuban sandwich <laughs> restaurant in Orlando, just yeah. like Shaq's dad did. He's like, look, my my son is an Olympian, and he's showing the medal at Cuban sandwiches to go on Lee Road so he could get a free cafe con leche. I've talked about this. I'm still getting my barons back uh, with me. When it comes to the Orlando area, I mean, a lot of people forget that I was in Tampa the last 10 years, but the 10 previous years before that, I was in Orlando. But if you're ever in the vicinity of downtown Orlando, do yourself a favor. Go visit uh, Cuban Sandwiches to Go on Lee Road. It is the Mecca. If you are a fan of Cuban Sandwiches, do yourself a favor. Like I said, Go there. It is on Lee Road. It does get busy around lunchtime, but that should show you that the locals know where to get the best Cuban sandwiches. I know everybody says Miami, and you would expect that. And I'm sure Miami has the greatest Cuban sandwiches. I know that uh, Billy Corbin, I follow him on Twitter. He's the uh, documentarist that did uh, the U movies, Cocaine Cowboys, Screwball all of the sports documentaries. He claims that Miami is the best when it comes to Cuban sandwiches. But I I say, "Uh -uh, uh ah, I will pick Cuban sandwiches to go on Lee Road uh, up against anything that Miami has to offer. Okay, what if, uh, what if, because Tuttle was a good athlete, a good baseball player He's back still, in the day. probably still a, a, can wing it. I get why people don't believe that I was a baseball player, but I, I played four years, varsity baseball, really didn't start my first season, but second, third, and fourth, oh yeah, I and, and I did play a little college ball, I really didn't get any playing time, because like an idiot, I was partying, I didn't stretch up and warm up one day, and I basically just destroyed my pitching arm, and 
I've thrown a little bit here and there, but I have never gone full speed uh, off of a mound since that day that I hurt my arm. Probably like 2000, maybe 1999, 2000 was the last time that I threw 100% as hard as I could, like I was pitching in a game off of a mound. That That's how long it's been. That's how bad I messed up my arm and how much I never, ever wanted to be in that position again. So what if by some means of like genetic, you know, maybe the the redneck that he banged that night, uh, her dad was oh. a good athlete. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so, like perfect genes yeah. come together and now you've got this kid and the kid's 15 you, and he's a star baseball you player. You blanked Wade Boggs' daughter. No, so <laughs> let's, okay, let's think about this, Tuttle, because there there could be a scenario where you got this uh, 15 to 16-year-old kid, he's a star baseball prospect, he's going to make it to the big leagues or whatever. I make this next statement realizing that nobody, nobody at all, no matter how old or what age they are, should ever take advice from me. But I, I really do think that it would be it would be crazy. I think I would be good for the kid, even though if I, if I did for some reason have a bastard son somewhere that was a badass baseball pitcher or hitter, it just it had a chance to be in the major league baseball. Uh, you got to admit that that would be a pretty badass baseball movie. I I always love baseball movies. Nobody does baseball movies better than Kevin Costner. But could you imagine? That dad uh, that that hooked up with his mom back in the day. The mom didn't tell him uh, that, that she was pregnant and he had a son. And then the father comes back into the kid's life. The kid makes it to the majors. The dad's trying to reconcile with his uh, famous Major League Baseball pitching son. My God. I mean, the script basically and practically writes itself. And then you start seeing him on the news, and you're like, "That uh, he's That's from weird. Fort Myers. You start putting two and two together. Yeah, he looks like you. Yeah, he's, he's got like, a humongous head. Humongous yeah, head. I yeah, thought yeah. we did a great job today on the game. <laughs> and, uh, and I hope to win again. And, you know, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> you're like, and oh, then, my God. Yeah, you're like, holy ass. That's my son. Like I said at the beginning of the show, setting up that piece of audio from my appearance on Tom and Dan yesterday, uh, the guys, I absolutely love being on their show. I mean, they make me laugh harder and longer than any other radio show out there. The guys just get it. They don't like to get into the controversial stuff. They're great to their audience. They respect and they appreciate their audience. So what else could you want? Give them a chance. Check them out if you haven't already checked them out. It's a mediocre time with Tom and Dan. It's available on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the uh, the iTunes uh, podcast app. It's pretty much found every single place that you can imagine. So I, I just want to throw out a big thank you to Tom and Dan for having me on their show. So check it out. I'm going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I'm going to be talking to Mary Ann from New Zealand, who was abducted by aliens. Now, guys, I'm just warning you, this interview is going to get crazy, and I'm going to ask as many outrageous questions as I can during the interview and to see if I can even throw her off. Because a lot of people, you know, people think that people can lie. But if you're not a great communicator and you can't think on your feet and you got to think about details, 
uh, then then you're basically lying. Because if it really, 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 really happened to you, you would be able to call it like it was yesterday. So I'm going to throw out a lot of BS questions just to see how quickly and how much detail she goes into all of her answers. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Be back in a few minutes, guys. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. It's getting a little dark out here, so I may have to turn my little light on. I'm, I'm actually outside, but my next guest, I've actually been looking forward to this. You guys all know that I am a space nerd. If I walked out to the water right now, you could see the Vehicle Assembly Building at Kennedy Space Center right now. That is how close I am to our space program here in the United States. But my next guest, Mary Ann, is joining me all the way from New Zealand right now. And I cannot even imagine what time. It, it might not even be the same day. I think they might be in the next day. Marianne, am I right or wrong? Like, what time is it? Are, are you still on the same day or is it the, the next day? The next day. We're from your future. Okay. So what time is it there right now? It's 11.33 in the morning. Oh, okay. All right. So wait a minute. So I'm still on the same day to you technically for another seven minutes, I think. So 11.33, you said? Uh, 11.33 a.m. It's Thursday, the 14th of January here. Oh, it's all Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. So now, Marianne, tell people before we get into it, because I've been doing a lot of research and what you were talking about highly, highly piques my interest. Uh, Marianne, if people want to check out all of your content, a website, books, any of that stuff, how can they check you out? Uh, I have my own podcast called Walk in the Shadowlands. Uh, which is on any podcasting platform. I have a website, www.walkingtheshadowlands.com, which is the podcast website. On my podcast, I do talk about my experiences uh, when appropriate in various episodes. Mm. I am um, also have a Facebook page, Walk in the Shadowland, Instagram feed of the same name, Twitter feed at Shadowlands10. Now... Okay, before we get started to it, I'm a, I'm a silly American, okay? And and but I know a lot. Like I I research and 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 I'm interested in other countries. Um I got to tell you. Can you guys give us uh Jacinda Arden because I I I really really like her. Like, you know, I I'm like, man, why couldn't she have been an American? We would not be dealing with all these problems right now. 
Yeah, it's really hard for you guys. Jacinda's done a remarkable job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, this is a prime minister, and I don't talk politics generally, but I really admire her. She came into power when she was pregnant, mm-hmm. gave birth, and that had to be good. That that had to be big for women's rights and stuff to show that this powerful woman that's in charge of the country can be pregnant and still be able to fulfill her duties. And, and I'm like you, I don't, I don't get into politics as well too, but I got to give credit where credit's due. And, and I think she's done a fantastic job as well as the handling of COVID. I, I don't think you guys have really, I think you're not even dealing with COVID right now. Are you not really in New Zealand, life's really gone on pretty much as normal. Um, you know, we go to the beach, we have weddings, we have funerals. Um, we do have, uh, for people returning to the country, there is managed isolation for two weeks. But really, we have no community cases of COVID at all. So tell people a little bit about what your specialty is uh, now because i'm interested now you you talk about aliens and stuff like that is there a lot of ufo alien type sightings down in new zealand because we have our hot spot here mm. in the united states which is you know around the desert area california everybody thinks of area 51 or whatever they call it uh is is new zealand known for that type of stuff is there a lot of activity there Yes, we we have a lot of activity in New Zealand. It's pretty much worldwide. Um, There's no specific areas. New Zealand's not a huge country. It consists of a couple Mm -hmm. of islands. They would fit into California easily. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's no specific area. It's just all over New Zealand, really. Mm -hmm. But it's all over the world. Now, now, okay, the reason I ask is that, you know... I've always thought about this. If aliens were believe in other life besides our own as as vast and big as the whole universe, galaxy, just our galaxy alone, we're talking about billions of planets. We're talking about billions of suns and stuff and the odds of there being intelligent life form out there uh do you feel that way like i i really really do i've never had a personal experience but i am an odds guy i'm i'm a realist and Mm -hmm. and i believe that that people have visited here before oh absolutely absolutely uh there's no doubt for me that life exists outside of this planet no doubt at all i've been an experience in my entire life and for me having interaction with star people which is what i call them um, I started calling them star people as a, as a child because they were people from the stars. So it was just, you know, they just became star people and, and that's what they've been ever since. Yeah, life exists outside of here, there's no doubt. Okay, so so what I want to ask you, if a bunch of aliens come here, you know, just not like a reconnaissance or, or an expedition, them checking things out, um, are they going to come in peace are they going to be violent? Are they are they planning on it? Like, what what do you think? You know, there's a lot of fear mongering put out, um, and Hollywood has a lot to do with that. Oh, aliens invading. If they were going to invade us, they would have done it by now. Um, you know, they've no, been here as long as yeah. humanity is. 
Um, let me, let me, what do you think? Because I, I do read a lot of stuff and, and we want the straight audio because I'm having a bad connection and, yes, and I can I, just I, use the audio. So that's fine. That's fine. So it'll, it'll be a lot easier. And I think the connection will get better. But my question, something that I've always believed in. Okay. Um, I don't know. Are you, are you a religious person, Marianne? I, and, and if you don't feel it, it, okay. So the reason that I ask is, you know, a lot of people do not believe in evolution. Right. Nice. Um, but I believe in evolution, but I, I go a step further. I think our creator, I, in my opinion, and I could be off way off basis. I think we are descendants of, alien life form i i i know that movies have done this before but i i really do think we were descendants of aliens or were a middle school aliens uh science project like you know he and that's that's my opinion like he he's trying to show off look at what i built i built the best terrarium in the milky way galaxy right right well i, I will give you my nine my knowing is that humanity is a created species. Mm -hmm. We were genetically created by a specific group of beings for their own purposes. Mm -hmm. um, largely, initially, it was to be uh, as a slave race for them, to okay. do manual labor, things that they didn't want to do. So, so what you're saying is that we could have easily been a slave race, but then we were such dicks as a human species, we enslaved our own people, you know? So it's, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird way to look at it, but I could easily no. see that. No, that's, that's not exactly what I'm saying. No, what no, I'm, I'm not saying what you're saying. I, I'm just saying I was making a statement that it's if, if, if we were a slave race, that you would think that we would, we would have sympathy, but no, we, what we right. did is actually enslave our own people. You know, we were slaves of slaves of slaves. Got you. Got you. Well, the thing is, um, you know, um, there's, there's a woman I really admire. In, mm. in American history, and that's Harriet Tubman. Tubman oh, Mira, okay. That's her name. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, as a child, I really admired her courage and her strength. She made a comment, she, she made a statement one time about freeing enslaved people, and she said that she could have freed so many more if only they had recognized that they were enslaved. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's paraphrasing the quote. Most of humanity does not realize that this is the situation that, that we are in, that we were in. Uh, we think that we're free people. We think that we can make our own decisions. Um, but there are people pulling the strings, so to speak. Okay, so so what I want to ask, okay, so the, I have so many questions because, uh, you know, it's it's nice to be able to have – a, a uh, great conversation with somebody that knows what they are talking about. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff. And, and what do you say to the people like the Great Pyramids and stuff? Uh, I've looked at it and, and it's almost virtually impossible how exact they were on their measurements of mm -hmm. everything, all the things that go into it. And I don't think a lot of people realize, I think the, uh, the longitude latitude uh, of the Great Pyramids is actually the speed of light. 
is is that a misnomer or or is that like truth or false um i can't speak to the i i know i've read that yeah i've read that too but that's way out of my area of mm. of knowing um i can speak about my experiences with star people i can speak yes about- i want to Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I I probably I was gonna get to that, but and and I didn't mean to throw you off with that that question. But I I know a lot okay. of people think that. Uh, but your experience with star people? Why why star people? Why not call them aliens? Is there a certain reason why you call them star people? Yes, because I started having experiences when I was a wee kid, and they okay. were people from the stars, so they just became star people. Um. At what age was your first experience? And 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 give me just a little bit of what the experience was. Did they did they visit you through your mind? Did they visit you in a, a physical form? Did you just get an audio response? Explain a little bit. Okay, so there's two things happened when I was very little. One when I was 18 months old, and I have a clear recollection of it. I found myself outside my locked parents' home. It was night and I was crying. My parents couldn't find me. They could hear me crying, but they couldn't find me. They'd put me to bed in my cot and they found me outside the locked house. They have no explanation how that happened. Mm. Okay. And um, that, that's, I know that I was, that was the first time that they brought me back and they deliberately did that. So it was a base memory I would have. Then my next recollection that I have is around three years of age. We used to, my father used to be a share milker in New Zealand. And that is they. Wait, wait, I'm sorry for, for, for my American audience. Can you explain uh, what your father did? Uh, you, it, it was a word that maybe they, my American listeners might not understand that you said your dad did for a living. Yes, share milker. I was just about to explain what that uh, was. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have jumped. To, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of interviews. And my bad. Now I feel like an idiot. Uh, go on. <laughs> so it's okay. It's absolutely okay. Um, so a share milker is the person who who has a number of cows and he works with a farmer. I, I, I think I'm explaining this correctly. And he milks his own cows and he milks the farmer's cows as well. So they share Okay, milk. so 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 he's like he's basically a dairy farmer type type. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So so uh, go ahead and and keep going. You were explaining uh your your next experience. So we lived in on a dairy farm out at the mm-hmm. back of Tekofi, which is mm-hmm. an area in kind of central North Island, sort of central North Island. Um and in those days it was um, when you were out in the country, you were out in the country. There were very few street lights. The roads were all gravel, that sort of thing. Hey, where you were at, where you grew up, you know, I, I talk a lot about this light pollution. Growing up, I can only imagine in New Zealand, maybe where you were living at, the, the night sky had to be absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. No light pollution. No light pollution where I lived as a kid. None whatsoever except for our house light yeah um uh, but so so as a dairy farmer uh, a lot of people knew him and stuff and and um go ahead i i apologize i didn't mean to interrupt there no that's that's all good so in the car was my half older sister my older sister and myself i was Mm -hmm. around three years around three years old and my uh, mum and dad were in the front seats. Dad was driving. Now, we, 
we were going down this country road to the farm and there was this light behind us. We just assumed it was a car. And, of course, we were quite excited because we really saw other cars on the roads. And it followed us all the way to the farm. And then when we turned off to go to the farm, down to the main gates, which were shut, uh, this light just shot up um, vertically. Mm -hmm. and it just shot up and that's when we realized that it wasn't another car it was a strange light anyway my parents sort of had gone so they drove down to the gate and they were about to open it and all of a sudden this light is above us and coming from this light is this huge white beam that totally surrounds the car like Mm -hmm. you see on the tv movies you know if you if you ever saw even your parents saw it oh yeah everybody saw it yeah 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 Everybody experienced it. And um, and mum and dad, my sisters were crying. Mum and dad were like arguing in the front. Um, you know, Daff, you go and open the gate. Oh, I'm not getting out of the car, Leo. You go and open the gate. You know, because they had to open the gate so they could get to the house to get to safety. So good safety. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was the only one that wasn't scared. I was excited because I knew it was my friends. Yeah, and they were then, coming back to visit me. Yes. And then in the light around the car you could see these figures the light was very very bright so you couldn't make out features but you could see the outlines the heads the shoulders kind of like a shadow and a light almost you could almost see an outline almost yes yes and you could see them moving around and mum and dad were absolutely terrified and that's the last thing I remember Okay, so so those figures if you had to guess I, I mean there's no way of telling were they actually physical beings or was it like uh i don't know maybe like a hologram or they just wanted to come and observe you maybe maybe when you were a baby when when they brought you outside i'm not saying they tagged you but maybe they were coming back to see what kind of progress maybe they're like wanting to check you out and and see what the human life is about does that make sense or or am i do you think i'm off basis no, 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 you, you're hidden in the right direction. No, absolutely. No, they were real figures, not holograms. They were real, real physical type mm-hmm. beings moving around. Um, I, yes, they, I would say I was probably tagged because how do they keep track of you otherwise? It's like, do you, ha- do, you, do you have any like unique uh, birthmarks or anything that, you know, like what I'm saying is, of course, it's not going to be a tag that has numbers or something on. It would be something we wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's inside of you. Maybe it's like a chip or something that they can when they came down, they surrounded that light around your parents car when you were younger. Maybe that's how they were able to keep up with you. Who knows? Um. Yeah, and and they use the tag to record to read energies. I remember one time, oh gosh, probably close to two thousand, I guess. Um, I my ear started feeling funny. It felt like there was cotton wool not inside my ear, under the skin in my ear. Okay. And it really felt weird. It felt like it was moving. It felt like it was cotton. And I realized that during one of the latter visits, they'd put something in there. And I said, because I verbally speak to them all the time, or, um, you know, in my mind, I said, hey, you guys, there's something wrong with whatever you've put under my skin because it's annoying me and I feel it. And and I felt it for two or three days. 
And then um, after I said that the next day when I woke up, it stopped and I had no more of that, but I did have a little bit of blood in my ear. Okay, so two questions. Did I hear you correctly saying that they, they do talk to you still or they, they were talking to you then? And two, could that have been like an alien bug? Not bug as like, what I mean by bug is that they're listening to you. It would only make sense that they would put a listening device in your ear. Oh, well, I don't know what it was, whether it was a listening device or what it was, but it was something in it and it felt like cotton wool and I felt it moving and they sorted it. Um, when I say talk to them, it's telepathic. Most okay. of my communication with them is telepathic. Is it just from... audio or visual? Oh, no, I've seen beings face to face. No, no, okay. I've seen beings, yeah. I, okay. I have I have memories as a child of being taken onto a ship and finding myself in the only thing I can describe it as in is, the physical form. You you said that it, it's telepathically yes, and, okay, but you've been on a ship in the physical yes, form then. Yes. Um how, how was that being there in a physical form? Um, you know, you know, I think we take granted our senses as humans because we get used to things and we don't have new sensual experiences. But I would have to imagine something like that would be a new experience. Like, was it cold? Was it sterile? Like, is it the stereotypical things that we see in movies? I, I would love to hear uh, you describe your experience. Well, it's been ongoing my entire life. Like I, I was saying, I found myself in this situation many times as I was growing up in what can best be described as a classroom, a learning environment where I was being taught things. Now, this happened from the time I was little all the way up. So I've never known any difference. So for me, it's always been comfortable. It's always been a place where I felt safe. I've never felt unsafe or experienced pain or anything like that um okay I've, so 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 you're saying your experience on the spaceship was like a classroom ex uh, setting type thing uh, i'm 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 sorry i i just want to make sure uh of what you were saying there as a child as oh a as a child okay okay as, All right, a child. as i grew up i found myself in different classroom settings and then as i was older as mm -hmm. I was more mature, I found myself teaching beings on the ships. Okay, all right. That, that's interesting. So do you think you were, okay, so I, I, I completely, like, believe everything you're saying, but, but what I'm trying to say was, did it look like a classroom setting, like an Earth classroom setting? Because I'm asking that is, did the aliens, because, I mean, they are a higher form of intelligence, and you would think and you wouldn't be surprised that they could make what area you're in look like something familiar, like a classroom Correct. or something like that. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever makes you the most comfortable, that's the setting that they will use. Now, when you were teaching, do you think maybe because you, you said you were a student in the classroom and then you were a teacher, do you think when you got to the point when you became the teacher is when they were teaching you things, but then when you got older, they wanted to hear about your experiences on Earth. They wanted to find out about the human race and stuff. Great. Wow, that is, that is so fascinating. Um, do you remember any of the things that you were telling them about 
uh, planet Earth and the human race? I don't. I don't. I only have snippets of memories. I remember um, being in this. Do you life. think they're wiping your mind? Um, not for any nefarious reason, no. Um, simply because I have to live in this reality. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. That's why I call my podcast Walking the Shadowlands because it's kind of looking, walking with one foot in this reality and one foot in the yes. other reality. You're, you're, you're towing the line between two, I mean, just anything, you know, like two different types of groups of people or, or believers and non-believers, uh, uh, scientific and non-scientific. I, I think I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so... It's more a protection thing for me than a deliberate wiping of my information. Um, this, this, this is a curious question. How has your health been through all your life? Like, have you been a pretty overly healthy person? I, I'm just curious because I've always had this theory of people that have been visited by aliens and and I always had this hypothesis or theory that they were helping people, helping humans and, and wanting to like invest in who they're studying. Does that make sense at all? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. Um, I, mostly I've been really healthy. The only issues I have had are sinus issues, which is quite common with uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time as a child, I had uh, an accident and um, I was up on a ship that night and they actually healed me. Um, wow, what was like, wrong with you again? Well, I'm, it, was, I'm uh, it was just a bike. I had a push bike accident. I fell off uh-huh. my push bike and took a huge hunk, like a huge hunk of flesh out of my, out of my shin. Mm-hmm. And it should have taken, you know, like two or three weeks to heal. It was that. Yes, table. of course. It, it was healed within a day. Did your did your parents find that curious, or or did they even notice? They didn't even notice. They didn't think about it because they had other children to deal with as well. Yeah, I I could see that, and and you know what though, I I imagine growing up on a farm in New Zealand, it's not that your parents don't care, but I think they grew up and were like, oh, I was tough. You'll be fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. walk it off. Yeah. Keep calm, yeah. carry on. I know that's a British term. <laughs> so, uh, but but back to what I was saying. Uh, what about your grades? Um, uh, you know, schooling and stuff like that was because I'm just asking. Maybe they gave you some type of extra intelligence. Uh, were you were you above average all through school? Um. Well, there was a lot going on in my home life as a child, and it wasn't yeah. the most pleasant, pleasant home life. I'm sorry, and I and I don't mean to pry or anything. No, no, you know. no. So when I was at school initially, my grades weren't that great, and I always kind of thought I always thought of myself as being dumb, even though I knew I wasn't. It was just like what was fed to me as a kid, you know. Uh, and so I went back to university when I was in my fifties because I I was a nurse and I had a back accident earlier and um, an accident and it. And it it ended my nursing career. So I went back to university in my 50s to retrain as a computer graphic designer. And I, I thought, oh, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. this is, well, it turns out I got a letter from the um, head of the university inviting me to join uh, 
some international honors society because I was in the top 10% of the students at you. Wow. Um, so there's nothing when... wrong with my intelligence. No, no, no. And, and I no, wasn't no, no, saying that, no. that was for, no, that was for me. That was for me. Okay. <laughs> all right. All yeah. right. So no, I, it's just, these are all questions that I have, you know, because uh, you know, this is this is what I think of when when, you know, somebody has been visited or or right. they've had encounters with the aliens. Um, you know, are they just studying us? Are they giving us gifts to make the world better? Um, you know, so when was the latest time that you were visited by the space people? Face to face visitations. It's been a couple of decades since I last saw anybody, yeah. but but they did tell me that this was going to be the case, that uh, their exact words when they like to use human sayings when they can because they get a kick out of it. They oh, like me, what was some of the human sayings? That, uh, can, can you remember any of those? Well, like This one, this one. Don't feel you've been dropped like a hot potato. <laughs> I will see. I mean, Americans use that, and I'm glad to know that that's, uh, you know, translatable in, in the New Zealand area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what they said to me. Don't feel you've been, you've dropped like a hot potato and he grinned because he knew that I would get a kick out of him using that term. Um, um, but they were going to be exceptionally busy for the coming period. And of course, there is no time outside of this planet. Time no, is see, a man-made construct. Yes, yes. Time is a made, yes, it is. Time, mm. time is completely made up. Okay, because like who decided, oh, we're going to go 12 months. Uh, we're going to do 31 days here. We're going to do 30 here. Right. Oh, yeah, February, we're going to do 28. And then we're going to every four years, we're going to have a leap day because we, <laughs> yeah. we didn't worry about those uh, quarter things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there could be all types of planets that they're already visiting right now because um you know i i try to explain numbers I, I i think humans us as humans have a hard time understanding large numbers okay because everybody hears infinite they think oh infinite right. oh that's big okay so and i'm doing this off the top of my head okay so for you to count like to a million like one Mississippi, two, I don't know. We do one Mississippi, two Mississippi, because Mississippi is a state here, and saying Mississippi yeah. is not a second. Um, we do that here as know. well. Okay, so to count to a million, they say that it would take you, I'm, this is off the top of my head, uh, I forget, but it goes from like 31 years, and then if you skip to a billion, or no, 30, it would take you 31 days to count to a million, okay? If you skip and count to a billion, one Mississippi, that is 31 years. <laughs> now, I mean, that's, that's, I, I don't think people realize that. So I'm counting to a million. That's going to take me 31 days. But if I skip to a billion, that is going to take me 31 years. And mm -hmm. then skip that even further when you're talking about light speed. Um, and and numbers are just made up. Well, numbers are the the language that it will reach everybody, no matter who they are. Okay, um, but I just don't think people realize. Yes, we're smart, but we are meaningless—not meaningless, but we're 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 not as important as we think we are because humans have this thing where they're like, "Oh man, I'm so important." 
Right. And I didn't mean to get too philosophical on you there, but has it have the aliens ever like talked to you about that? Um they find humans interesting. Um, and they've mentioned to me on a number of times how humans like to categorize and put things in boxes. We have to label things. We have to put them in boxes. We have to put them here. We have to put them there. They have to have their places. And they find this endlessly fascinating. Um, have they bestowed any knowledge upon you that what what is the one thing that they've told you from their experiences that we would find kind of fascinating or maybe not even understand we were like ah what does that mean the biggest thing that they've told me now you've got to understand that there's different factions in the star people um there before i go any further just so you know okay okay there are there are several different factions one faction is a group that just watches and observes they have no interaction with humanity they don't care about us either way but they don't actively interfere with us either they just observe like uh steve attenborough that does the wildlife shows you you don't get involved they're they're just you know kind of doing commentary maybe talking into a microphone and saying (laughs) oh look at this stupid human walking into the convenience store or something oh he's getting uh 87 octane instead of such and such you know um you know i could only imagine if the, if that's the way that it was yeah there's just what well kind of they just observe what's going on with the other star people as well but they don't mm-hmm. actively interfere with either side then there are the beings who currently work with your government who are not necessarily benevolent towards humans and then there's the group that i work with and I call them my team that I've worked with my entire life. These ones don't abduct humans. They don't experiment on humans. They don't do anything without ex- explaining specifically what they're wanting to do and why it needs to happen. And so kind of like teachers, kind of like uh, they're bestowing correct. knowledge upon you. Correct, correct. Absolutely uh, correct. And they're more there- benevolent. Are there are. okay? so you say star people are Mm -hmm. there are there like I I couldn't even begin to describe. But like here on Earth, we have men, we have women. Are Mm -hmm. are there even sexes or uh, do you even know? Oh, look, this is one of the things that I really struggled with for years and years and years. Yes, there are male. Yes, there are female. But there's also beings that are neither. And those are the ones that I struggled and they would laugh at me because I honestly had the most difficulty getting my head around that there are these beings that are neither male nor female. They just are. So, but we have that here, though. You know, transsexuals is a big thing right same. now. That's not the same. That's okay. Not. Well, I'm just trying to make people kind of yeah. understand, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It would be more gender neutral would probably be closest. Do they are do they have what we would call marriages here on I, Earth? I never went into their social. Um, I never studied their social things because when I was there, uh, I was always there learning or working or doing some specific assigned task. Um, I was never just there as an observer. Um, so it was, always, it was always an interactive thing when I was there. I was always participating in something. 
Um, um, I, this could be a stupid question. I mean, no stupid listen, I, 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 I don't look at as a human being, like even growing up in the South in America, you would think, oh, he's some stupid, stupid hillbilly redneck. He must be racist. No, I'm not. I'm only asking this because I don't see color. I don't see religion. Mm-hmm. I don't see racist. But do they I mean, are there different type of star people, not different type of star people, but different like looking skin color? They might oh, be on the, gosh, yes. on the inside. Oh, look, I I don't know how many different and I use this term because I don't know any other varieties of star people I've seen species. I have seen a huge number, um, different skin tones, different skin color, different sizes, different shapes, um, humanoid in form, but not humanoid features, mm-hmm. ones that look just like us. You wouldn't know um, to pass them on the street that they weren't, uh, except for our taller and generally better looking as a, as a rule. Um more physically perfect uh no there's so many different so have many they, different species have they mentioned to you and this is just curious i'm not trying to get per- have they talked about reproduction with you like how they do that or do they live forever are they are they uh do they live forever are they organic i don't ever consciously recall talking to them about their reproductive processes. Um, No, they don't live forever. There are some that we would perhaps regard as immortal simply because they age far more slowly, Mm -hmm. uh, but they do age. Have they talked about how they've gotten here? Like, is it through light speed? I mean, have have they discussed, like, how do they get here? Well, mostly I've seen them on on ships, but there are some species that don't need ships to get around. Mm. They just travel by the thought. Are they among us right now? And what I mean by can they disguise themselves as other other looking things? There are some species that can um, disguise their true identities. So... Um, they don't scare you because some of the species are very scary looking to us. Doesn't mm. mean they're negative. They're just so different looking. We just um, wouldn't understand it because it, our brains as humans would not be able to wrap our minds correct. around. Correct. Um, so some can disguise their form. Um, yeah. Um. This is, man, I, I could sit here and talk to you forever. <laughs> um, and I, I definitely want to have you on again. And, and I got I to gotta definitely wrap this up. Um, is, has there, and, and maybe this is a way far out there question, has there ever been that you know of an alien human hybrid species? Like have they, have they tried to, have the, has there ever been a star person and human like conjoining? Uh, I don't even know if they even know the concept of marriage and stuff like that. Uh, is there a human star person hybrid living among us somewhere? Um, I do know that those not on my team have a, a human hybrid program where they are creating hybrids. Um, I'm not sure what their purpose is. I don't know what they do that for. My team doesn't do that um, because that's not. Uh, uh, it's not their department. Um, 
Well, no, it's 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 because generally this is done without a person's consent. Oh, so okay, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. Now, man, I I, I definitely want to talk to you again, but I do have to go. Um, tell people once again how they can check out any of your content, how they can get in touch with you, because I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to the show have tons of questions i hope you thought my questions that i that i asked today were were good I, at least i hope so because I, I i put a lot of thought into them they were great questions no oh, it was a good conversation i've enjoyed it thank you um you can if you want to email me you can email me at shadowlands at yahoo.com that's just shadowlands my podcast is called walking the shadowlands it's available on all free podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Amazon, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, my Facebook page is called Walking the Shadowlands. Instagram is Walking the Shadowlands. Uh, Twitter is at Shadowlands10. Have you, all right, you're talking about Instagram, and, and I know I said I wasn't going to ask any more questions, but on your Instagram, have you ever... Not everybody's a drawer or anything, but like if you're not an artist, have you ever thought of going to like a, a policeman or something and getting them to do a sketch like drawing, like sit in front of an artist and describe what you saw or or would you do that? Would like. Oh, I'm an describe. artist. I could do it myself. OK. All right. So I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never felt any need to do anything like that because. I've never felt any that I had to prove anything to anybody. Oh, I'm not saying um, prove. No, I'm just no, your experience. Just, you know, like people say, you know, mm. oh, you know, tell me what they like. I, I don't never have had that need. Um, I've, it's kind of a validation for some people, and I've never needed that. I've always had mm-hmm. the validation I need from my star people my entire life. So for okay. me. Yeah. So, so without describing it, you don't have to tell me. Uh, are, are what you see in the movies, what everybody says? Um, can you give me at least what movie or or TV show or or artist has come the closest? Well, the, well it depends what species you're talking about. Of course, you see the typical greys um, with the big slanted eyes. That's close. Some of them are close, but there's many different varieties species um within the gray umbrella so not all are the same and and not all are negative um so there's that type um my favorite my favorite beings are ones that are are feline in appearance but humanoid they have very soft fine fur all over their body i love them they're just absolutely wonderful wonderful (laughs) Well, man, I think I think that's why I love cats so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whoever knows, they they might be a part of them. Maybe they're here spying on us the whole time because you know that the Egyptians worship cats. So it and kind why do you think of that was. Yeah, it kind of fits together that mm-hmm. that that you, man, Marianne. I got to tell you, you just kind of blew my mind on that with the cat thing because, like the Egyptians, everybody has said there's no way they could have made the pyramids without the aliens. And mm-hmm. yeah, they worship cats, and you're telling me that there were cat star people or cat like yeah. star people, and yeah. you like cats. I they could be here. They could be like their bugging or homing devices. Oh uh, no, these they no you wouldn't mistake and these are very large 
large beings. Yeah, but these are small little cats. They they're like, hey, we're gonna put something that's kind of (laughs) like us out there that the humans will love and welcome them into their homes, and they will not even know we're watching and listening (laughs) to them the whole time. That's a that's a very interesting theory, and who knows? No, but 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 everybody like I mean cats for the most part stay inside. They never go outside. You give them a litter box and and they just hang out there. They sit on your lap. Have you ever noticed like a cat will try to sit on your lap while you're on the phone because you want to know what? They're trying to eavesdrop on your conversation. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I figured it out and I you know what? You need to run with that right now. Oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, Marianne, I enjoyed this conversation and I want to have you on again soon to check up with you and, and get some updates, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed our conversation very much. All right, Marianne, have a good night and be safe. You too. Bye. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Last segment of the Tuttle Daily Podcast today. Uh, yeah, I apologize about that interview. I know, I know that interview. Some of you might have thought it was bullshit. You're like, why are you wasting your time with this woman? But uh, growing up, I was a fan of radio. Now, was I particularly excited about the things that Art Bell used to talk about? No. Art Bell, uh, Coast to Coast? No. I Did I? No. I really didn't care for it. But I, I, I respected his radio skills on the microphone. And that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to throw her as many questions. And no matter what you say, even if she is lying, which... You know, I, I kind of believe her a little bit. I mean, what? I mean, how do you know that it didn't happen to her? Do you not believe in aliens? Because if you don't believe in aliens, then you and me cannot be friends. Because the possibilities of other life forms being out there, it, it's not if there isn't. It's just how many there, there are. Uh, I want to leave you, before I go, who knew that George Lucas... Because I know a lot of people hated, absolutely despised the the first three episodes of the nine-part trilogy of the Skywalker saga. That was episode one, two, I think nine. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So, Revenge of the Sith. Who would have known that George Lucas would have been so clairvoyant to be able to put this line in? Because this is why I love TikTok. I, I know a lot of people my age are like, why Why are you on TikTok? You don't feel weird with all the 18, 19, and maybe teenage years kids dancing and, and doing the uh, Bust It Challenge? 
the busted challenges where all these chicks want to show off their ass. What they do is they dress nerdy and, and very, like, respectable. And then they wear the sluttiest thing they can doing this little squat pose where, you know, it, it, it accentuates the, the hip. I don't know if a lot of you guys, that is my favorite part of a woman, by the way. And I know this is going to sound weird when I say this. But the sexiest thing that a woman can do is be sitting on the toilet. Because if you look right there at the hip area, and this is not like I'm in the bathroom sex or anything like that. No, I just like what a woman's hip looks like when she is sitting down on the commode or toilet. Because they get that little crease where the leg meets with the torso. There is nothing, nothing better than that. Now, I lost my train of thought here. How did I go and get on TikTok to being a complete sexual predator talking about women sitting on toilets? Yes, now I remember. The reason I'm on TikTok is because I find some pretty good audio clips or, or drops that I might be able to use for production pieces. But this clip, somebody posted it. Of the final battle between Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. You know, on that volcano planet where they're fighting on lava and stuff. Now, when you hear this clip, just remember that Anakin represents the Trump, the Trump supporters. Obi-Wan represents America. And just hear it, and it makes a lot of sense, besides the part where they're talking about Sith Lords and, and shit like that. Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy! If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. Now that I'm listening back to it, and I don't actually have the pictures. See, that is that is why memes and TV are is the easiest form of communication when it comes to broadcasting. Because when you have something visual and you can see it, and they put uh, where Anakin is, Trump supporters, and then they, and then they have Obi-Wan, the rest of America... Uh, just listening to it now, it, it does it does not hit the same as watching the TikTok video. And I apologize for wasting your time. Hope you enjoyed today's show. God, I can't believe I'm going out on a low, a low note. I hate doing that. I really, really hate doing that. Either way, hope you guys have a great day. Hope you're safe. And I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. 
That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.